Good morning, listeners. This is CJ from CJ's Crafts. I'll try and remember what it is this week. The reason I got confused last week is because my uh, way of having fun is by playing Minecraft, and my Minecraft name is CJ's Goose, which I can come into that on another time. I'm not going to discuss that one today. Um, but that's why I got a little bit confused. I um, just got to the CJ's part, and then I couldn't remember who I was. Anyway, I am CJ's from CJ's Crafts, and I've got uh, quite a lot of things to discuss this week. First of all, I need to be super apologetic. When I listened back to the podcast before I posted it last week, I realised that I've done my normal of um and so all the way through. So my deepest apologies, I really do try not to use them too many times. Um, But when I'm super tired, which is normal because I very rarely get much sleep, when I do get sleep, it then throws me off because I've had too much sleep. And then my brain can't cope and can't decide what type of words I need to use. I am really trying to make these work a lot smoother hopefully I will manage to. I'm really trying to make a a conscious effort and I'm still nearly using and so and um all the time. I would try very hard not to. This week uh, has been quite uh, an up and down roller coaster of a week and we'll see how it continues over the next few Hopefully it will get a little bit better and at the same time it hasn't been overly bad. It's just been a little bit trying sometimes. The The first part that I'll discuss this week is the tapestry. So I've been working on a snowman tapestry. It's so far has taken me at least 30 hours and I'm only a third of the way through. I wanted this one to be more detailed and trying to show light and shade. It's very tricky because I'm having to sit on the floor. I don't have a specific area that I can work on a tapestry. Ideally, I would like to be able to clamp it to the frame to a table where I can place the cartoon that's the image that I'm going to draw. We call it a cartoon. I'd like to be able to place that behind it so it is constantly in the same place and have a dedicated area where I can get all of the yarns out that I would like to use and have an area where I've used specific yarns already so that I know which ones I have and which ones that I haven't. Uh, But the way that we have to live here, I can't just go and leave my children for any length of time. Ideally, I'd go and sit in the garage and have it all set up. But the garage is nowhere near my house. It's in an on-block area uh, around the corner. So I can't just go and do it. And then a lot of the times I'm working at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And some people will think that's completely bonkers. But when you are a carer and a mum and a widow and you have to do everything yourself you have to try and fit in times to work and I can only work when I have the available time 
So I either do it when the children are finally asleep or uh, DJ Skyra won't actually be asleep then. That's actually her normal time for having her lunch. And yes, her lunch. Her body clock is completely backwards and she doesn't eat breakfast. She often does eat her lunch but sometimes she doesn't make it until three o'clock in the afternoon. So then she won't want to eat a dinner and then she'll need to eat some food later on. And her system is completely backwards. But you can't force her into eating. And she can only eat the type of things that she can eat. And it gets very tricky, very frustrating. And you want her to be able to eat, but you can't make her eat at the times that make it easier for everybody else anybody that lives with the autism and pda profiles will probably understand how that works a little bit easier autism though will be maybe slightly different than with the pda because with the autism the child generally likes the routines but the PDA makes it backwards and it's pretty much opposite. So if they know that something is going to happen, it then causes them massive anxiety and then they can't do it or have a meltdown. So we don't have times for anything because it doesn't work for us. It causes more hassle than it is worth. The only times that we have are for Alex to go to school and be collected. It's the only times that we can actually do anything as she's getting older, it is becoming a little bit easier and she's really trying to manage it. So that is really good in itself. I'll come back to that part again. Oh, hang on a minute. No, I'll come back to the tapestry because we've kind of gone back onto this part. And so this is what happened and why we had a real up-down roller coaster week. Like I said, She's been really trying, <coughs> excuse me, very, very hard, but some areas she's really struggling in still. And one of the things that she does to help is go into her own world. We've over the years decided to call it a bubble world. So we imagine a giant bubble around her. And when she can cope with life and everything that's going on around her she comes to the edge of her bubble she never comes out of it because then she would be uh, a neurotypical person as opposed to an autistic pda person so the bubble is what makes her unique and we imagine that everybody has one of these bubbles and it makes them themselves what we what i say we i always say we i mean i that's a difficult one to get out of. When you're a widow, you, you're so used to thinking that we did something because you do it together. But we don't do it now because we are not here. Um, what we, what I suggested was when she's feeling okay, if she can manage to come towards the edge of her bubble world and I can come towards the edge of mine where I try to do as much for her as possible in terms of what she needs for her PDA. So whatever 
she's feeling like I will try to do all of that for her so that she feels safer and it's like our bubbles can combine so that we both feel safe in the same place. It's very difficult trying to explain what we just do naturally. And then when we um, are in this, this place, normally she is okay then you get other times where the life is just so burdensome and so difficult for her that her brain is trying to process so much information and she just can't deal with everything she retreats back into the center and when she's in the center of her world she starts using different voices and becoming different people and different characters when she had I call it a breakdown. It's the only way that I can describe it. When her dad died, she retreated into the centre of this bubble and I never thought I would actually get her out of it. But thanks to a fabulous psychologist called Dr Judy Eaton from Help for Psychology in Norwich, she was able to give me some insight into how the PDA child will be. And I was able to utilize some of that information to guide myself as to what would be the best practice because you're not given information. You can't just, you can research a certain amount of this in a book and it does help. There are some brilliant, but there is one brilliant book. I can't remember what it's called and I will try and find it and I'll put it up onto my podcast link. Uh, I found it very useful. There were, oh, just trying to think of the company's name because it's been quite a while since I've dealt with all of this side they it was Helping Hands uh, which is a charity in Norfolk for autism and there was a, a really lovely lady there she's not there now sadly uh, she'll know who she is if she ever listens uh, she was absolutely amazing and really helped our family really helped us to understand how my daughter was dealing with everything and with their help we we're able to understand about double processing so a, a double processor will think of the facts of the event they will process all of the facts that has happened and it's only once they have processed all of that factual data that their body and their mind can then begin to process the emotional aspect of the event so for example with their dad dying dj skyra spent years processing the facts and one day she suddenly said that oh we went to the sea life center the next day didn't we and then she started to tell me about the minute details in the room that we were in with the penguins down to an item that had been placed on a bench right next to it and i think this was I try to think exactly on the times. I've got them written down. I can't remember if it was six months later that she broached this. I don't think it was. I think it was well over a year. 
that she broached this with me and I had blocked it out. I couldn't even remember where we had been uh, because it was the next day. It was just so difficult for me. And it was only with her telling me that we went that I was able to remember. And then it, but it's the minute details she remembered because uh, she she just processed it like it was yesterday, but she didn't process how it made her feel. She could only process the facts of it, and it and she's still trying to deal with all of the emotional aspect now. She even still talks about when she was at school. There were a lot of things that happened at school that really made her uncomfortable, and I've had to constantly tell her that it doesn't matter what happened at school now because it's finished, it's gone. You don't need to worry about it. You're not going to be put in that situation again. And you don't need to stress out about it, but she still does because she still processes the information and she hasn't dealt with it. She's getting better on that side. She doesn't bring it up so much now, but at one point she would bring it up every other day, sometimes every day, sometimes 10 times a day about an event. It was a recurring event that happened and it seems something really simple, but a child would rush her to move from her desk and the child would clear up all of her things and try to get her away from her desk because um, it's very difficult to say whether the child was trying to help or was trying to get her to move quicker. I personally feel from what happened, the child was trying to move her quicker and it was stressing her out and it wasn't out of kindness. It was just, come on, get out of my chair kind of scenario. But it doesn't matter because it's completely irrelevant. And you're talking of six, seven-year-olds. So, it's you know, it's it's a completely different timeline. Anyway, they it's very hard for her to deal with all of those. So I, I am a little bit jumbled today. Um, I had a migraine. I'm still recovering the after effects of that. So I'll come back into that later. I'll try and keep this fluid, but I can feel that I've sort of digressed a few times. So... Sorry, it's a little bit hard to follow. Let's go back to the bubble. So anyway, she during this time, she would become a different character. And there were about 50 of them. One minute she'd be a dog. Then she'd be a different dog. Then she'd be a dog called Delgado. Then she'd be a dog called Poppy. Then she might be a cheetah or a tiger, a lion and a baby or an American with an American accent a proper American accent. I don't even know how she learned it, but she did. And then she would be somebody else. Oh, Matilda was the American. And then she had, oh, there were lots of others. Then she'd suddenly have an imaginary friend and then she'd panic because the friend was outside in the cold and the dark and we hadn't got her in. Uh, it was a very, very emotional and difficult time to deal with. And like I said, that was when I had to involve psychologists just to help me try and understand a tiny little bit because I was so scared of reinforcing the behaviour and actually sending her further into a downward spiral than by actually helping her. Uh, in the end, uh, what was chosen would be to actually go with the character now, I am not a psychologist. I am not saying that this is what you should do with your own children if this is the case. But what I can suggest is speak to a professional and ask them for their advice, which is what I did. Or you could try and see if it makes a difference. 
what learned what i discovered was that for someone who had been animal and baby or child characters and never herself for nearly four months that's four months and uh when i get into the blog you'll be able to read much more about it if anybody wants to know more about it then please do send me messages i'm more than happy to try and help wherever i can and give you more information but obviously i only have 30 minutes and i've already used half of the time already they it uh yeah she with when what i then did was to go with it and what would happen is uh, I would actually, when she was Delgado the dog, we actually bought a dog toy. We would play fetch outside. And then uh, we did a whole load of other things like giving her some water and we put it onto in a little tub on the floor and she would lap it up. And I was so scared. She used to wear a tail, a blanket tail. And it was a really scary time because I was so scared that I was reinforcing this behavior and that it was okay. Uh, but actually what it did was it allowed her to be safe. And once she felt safe, she was able to put that character away and become herself again. And after two and a half days of doing this, she suddenly spoke to me as herself. And that was the first time she'd done that in nearly four and a half months. It was amazing. I nearly cried. Well, actually, I did cry because I cry at everything. As you will probably be able to tell by the podcasts that I've done so far, crying is something that happens all the time. And anyway, so using these bubbles, we I've been able to explain to her that if she, when she's feeling um, distressed, she retreats into the centre of her bubble and she quite often becomes a character. And then what happened was exactly this. But because I'm a bit stupid and tired, I didn't twig that this is what she was doing because she was doing it in a silly way she was doing it one of her silly voices and uh, I, it's hard to differentiate between a child that's being difficult because they're nearly a teenager or because they have pda and they're struggling there's no light that comes on that says I'm being a difficult nearly teenager or I'm a PDA and in a meltdown. It was nearly one o'clock in the morning and all I wanted was an answer about what she wanted to eat because I'm very aware that she must be very hungry and I was very aware that I was super tired and I needed sleep because I had to be back up early again to get Alex to school and in the end I told her that her voice was silly. Ah, why on earth I did that? I don't know. Because that's not how it is. And I know that. you, When you've lived like this for nearly five years, you know that it's not that she's being silly. But when you're tired and you have reached a point that you just need to go to bed now and you just need the answer... But she couldn't give it to me. And I ridiculously said that she was just being silly and it's a silly voice. Stop doing it. And then she started to cry. Now, she never cries. She doesn't cry ever. And it sounds really awful because what I'm going to say is at that point, she wasn't crying at that point, by the way. She was still doing this voice. 
and I said to her that what I have to do is I'm going to have to go away. I need to go to bed. I'm so tired. But what I did was I went and sat on the stairs. I didn't go to bed because obviously that would be really mean because I knew she was hungry as well. So I went and sat on the stairs and I had a, a really big sob and a really big cry because I knew what I'd done was wrong and I really missed Mal and I needed him here and obviously he is not here and I can't do it. So in the end, what I had to do was try to sort myself out, compose myself. I gave myself about five minutes and in that meantime, you could then hear that she had started to cry. And so I went back and I apologised to her. And I said, I should not have done that. And she allowed me to cuddle her. She doesn't let me cuddle. She doesn't do cuddles. Um, she's not a very cuddly person. She doesn't like to be touched. She did allow me to cuddle her. And she did have a cry. And I had a very big cry, as I always do. And it was really tough. But what's important, I feel, is that the child concerned realises that you are sorry and that you have made a mistake and that you didn't mean to do it. And then you try to calm everything down. And in the end, we broke through the meltdown and then I was able to get her some food and then we were all eventually able to go to bed, probably about two, half past two in the morning by the time we'd finished. And then a couple of hours later, I had to be up for Alex. And and it's tough, but this is how it goes. You you have to deal with each meltdown as it is. You don't know what's going to trigger the meltdown. You don't know why. I don't know why she started to be silly. Or well, actually, technically I do because... The, the trigger here was she was hungry. She knew she was hungry, but she didn't want to have cereal because of her dairy allergy and her allergy was quite, uh, her allergies were quite bad that evening. So sometimes like me, we, we both eat things sometimes that we shouldn't do because our allergies aren't too bad. But then if they start to escalate out of control, then we uh, reduce them right back down again and get them back under control. So she knew she couldn't eat the cereal. She didn't want toast and she'd had enough of having ham sandwiches. And that's that's basically all she'll eat when she's having that type of food. And there's you can't just get her a dinner, but she wouldn't have eaten it anyway. And it's really tough. And in the end, the, the answer was she was really brave and she tried the soya milk, which she hates. But she really wanted cereal, but she knew that she couldn't drink the normal milk. So she had some soya milk and she managed to have cereal. And I was so proud of her because just a few months ago, she couldn't have done that. You know, she couldn't have even attempted to have had the soya milk. And she wouldn't have got out of the meltdown that easily. I say easy. I mean, it took about two hours in total for us to get it sorted. An hour and a half to two hours. But before, she was in a meltdown state from the minute she woke up until she went to bed. And now she can control some of them. You know, it's so amazing. And and we got there. It's just, it's really, it's really good. But it's important to admit that you've done something wrong. And I did it wrong. I was really, I really got it wrong that night. Anyway, quickly moving on, because uh, we're going to run out of time. This is, uh, as per normal, I've sort of digressed into everything. Um, 
So I've been doing my tapestry. I've been trying to work on that in between home educating. So what we do is I've been sitting there doing the tapestry whilst uh, DJ Skyra's had uh, things like aircraft investigation on. Now, we love aircraft investigation because it can teach her so much. So we have to look at different ways of teaching. because She's a very visual learner and can't cope in a different way. I tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to do a second episode onto this one because we this one is going to run over. I, I can't just do it in the short amount of time that I've got left. I've only got five minutes on the podcast left. So there's going to be a part two to this one in a minute. So with the the tapestry, they uh, – oh, yeah, with the – oh, I'm sorry. My brain is, not, is frazzled. With the – aircraft investigation you can learn about different countries different cultures uh different languages um obviously you've got the technical issues on why did an airplane crash what happened was it a pilot error was it um, a mechanical error how did they resolve the problem have they made sure it's safe for other users um there have been cover-ups there's been all sorts of stuff uh there's military rules and regulations so trying to work out she's trying to understand why investigators were wearing hard hats and um or helmets rather and bulletproof vests and it's because they were in a war zone uh where they were having to do the investigation and she's had to learn so many different things we we try to find extra things that other people may not normally look for because i have to find ways of home educating her that are completely different to the standard because she just can't sit she can't sit and do paperwork you can't just give her a list of sums and expect her to answer them her brain doesn't work like that we have to do lots of hidden learning so we discuss lots of things along the way <clears throat> but she's also been learning empathy and emotion and sometimes she's asking, why is somebody crying? And then I have to explain to her, you know, that that person's daughter has just died or that person's um, wife or somebody else. And then she starts to understand. And then there's family connections. Why um, when somebody is talking, they'll explain that they are mother to a victim for example, but she didn't understand what all of that meant. So I have to explain how that all works. And we gradually get there and it works really well. Uh, but what I do is, so while I'm doing the tapestries, we watch a program together. And so I'm having to constantly stop and start all the way through. And then she'll need to do her dance. So I have to then pack everything away so that she can dance in the lounge because it's the only place that she can dance I ha and the tapestry really the only place that I can do that is in the lounge so I have to clear everything away like three bags full of yarn that I've got for this so I can dip in and out of everything and I can just randomly choose whichever color I would like and mix and match as I'm going along and it gets really tricky because every few minutes I feel like I can do about two hours and then I have to tidy everything away so the, the lounge is clear and available for use. And it gets tiring, but it's it's what it is. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign off here and then I'm going to come back on again because I'm at the edge of the the limit. So I will be back in a second. So tune back into the next episode. I think this one is nine, so it would be episode 10 to follow on with. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in a minute.
Hello and welcome back. This is part two of this two-parter that I've decided that needed to be a two-parter. Uh, so the first half was all about um, PDA and dealing with all of that and having meltdowns, trying to resolve them <laughs> and um, making mistakes. Uh, a little bit of home educating. So this one will just carry on from there. Uh, so I was talking about the tapestry so and having to tidy everything away and it gets really frustrating because when you live this type of life you don't have a choice so I don't have the space um, and where I do have the space so I have my lovely shepherd's hut which one day hopefully I'll get out there to be honest I wouldn't be able to do the tapestries out there because of how it's all set up that would be too difficult I really need to do the tapestries in the garage um but I still can't go out into the shepherd's hut for now anyway because I can't leave the children long enough. I can't just leave them. They, they can't be left for any length of time together. Uh, so I need to do everything in the house so that I'm there and available. It gets very tricky, constantly moving everything, constantly tidying everything up every time you're trying to do stuff. So everything takes 20 times longer than it should do. And so although I've technically I've spent 30-odd hours on the tapestry so far, I probably have spent um, less than that because I have to keep stopping and starting whilst I'm dealing with um, DJ Skyra. And for those that haven't followed the other podcasts, it would be I would recommend listening to them from the beginning because each one flows into the next one. Um, I mean, although they're weekly, I'll explain different things about the life that we have here so each one is interconnected and it may help you to understand our situation better my daughter doesn't like um her name being mentioned i try not to mention it so we call her dj skyra because she doesn't mind that her dad was a dj and she likes the idea of being a dj she's quite funny for somebody who doesn't like to go out anywhere or do anything as she would like to be a dj um <laughs> she kind of doesn't get that you need to be in a room with lots of people Lots of loud noise. So we'll, we'll see how <laughs> that goes over the years. Um, anyway, I, I uh, let her do what I, I, I'd like her to be anyone that she wants to be as long as she's a good person overall. I don't mind as long as she can find something to help her when she gets older. Um, anyway, so I'm trying to get on with the tapestry and I absolutely love doing it. I um, To me... Oh, so relaxing it's just oh, it's just fun making them I'm about a third of the way through now you can catch up on I've got lots of videos and information on those uh, photographs etc on my Facebook page I do have some on my Twitter and my Instagram page and I do need to get them onto the website but I, I'm really struggling with time at the minute I can't fit everything in Lots of things are being left undone because I just can't. I, there's just not enough time in the day. I need I need a forty hour day, um, but it's just not going to help. Oh, oh, here's something funny. This is this is how a how my lovely PDA works. <laughs> so, um, I I've been trying to get the children to understand that they need to try and help more. They need to try and learn to do things because I've been a carer now for what nearly well twelve years basically. And I am so tired because I don't have anyone to help to do anything. 
I have to do everything myself. And for nearly five years of that, I was a carer to two and a baby. So that was fun. And um, I've reached a point where I'm worn out. I'm constantly getting migraines and it's just exhausting trying to keep functioning constantly and being there 24-7, being awake at six o'clock for one child and up until two for the other child every day. You have to keep going. There is there is nobody else. It, you have to keep going. So I do, but I get tired and then I can't do everything in the way that I want to. But the point is that um, I said I need another person in the house. So my daughter has said, well, if you get married, then you'll have another adult in the house. <laughs> okay. So her idea is that I just need to marry a random person. She doesn't care who it is. She doesn't care what they're like. She's not interested in any of that. All it means is that there will be another adult in the house. So the work will get done. <laughs> and I won't. And I'll be all right. And it's, but that's not how it works. But she doesn't understand any of that. And because she doesn't feel the emotion she doesn't understand why you need to spend time and you need to actually fall in love with this person <laughs> just not to mention the fact that you know in my in my head I'm still married um it's it's really funny it's just a, a funny situation um moving on let's move on come off all of the PDA stuff for now um yeah, I should have had a flu jab this week. I'd booked myself in. I, I'm really naughty normally. I don't do my flu jabs I, I, as an asthmatic. I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm messing about on my computer and it's going wrong again. Um, I try to look at my, my crib sheet list and the time at the same time and I keep doing it wrong. Um, anyway, so I should have had my flu jab. I don't normally have it done, but with all this COVID, I would like to ha make sure I you know, don't get ill wherever I possibly can, having just been ill and not really, still not quite recovered yet. Um, so I was supposed to have the flu jab and I decided to get a migraine instead. So that was fun. Um, I've had that now. I started to get it on when, yeah, on Friday, because I should have had the flu jab on the Saturday. I started to get it on the Friday, and um, Saturday it was quite unbearable. It wasn't, I mean, I've had a lot worse. I've had a, a huge amount worse. These, I'm learning to manage them much better. Now I know what a lot of the triggers are and what the feelings are and how to deal with them. Um, I'm using this uh, amazing... Um, headache oil it's just all natural oils and I just put it onto my head and it does seem to be making a difference I seem to have them a lot more under control with that and I've also noticed I use a lot of albus oil and uh, I, I think part of it is where my allergies uh, constantly block my sinuses I don't think that helps so if I can keep my sinuses a little bit clear that seems to reduce a lot of the pressure on my head which makes it a lot better um, but my main trigger is being tired, uh, not sleeping enough. And I, I notice I get really vivid dreams when I'm having a migraine as well. And it's they're so realistic. Just like you're there, I could name all of the characters. And while I'm in that, in that moment, it just feels so real, so intense. 
and it's sometimes it's quite scary because I've had quite a few where I get nightmares so some of them are really scary that way and then others are just they're just like a a real moment in time as opposed to a dream and then afterwards I don't really remember but I remember the feeling of it being so realistic it's really odd it's very hard to explain um so anyway I had to cancel the flu jab uh, because I couldn't cope with having the flu jab and and the migraine and I, I'm still feeling the after effects now which is why I, everything is I feel like I'm slurring and my brain is is functioning very slowly and like I said it's quite disjointed so where I'm trying to have a flowing conversation I seem to be dipping in and out uh, but that's the after effects of the migraine unfortunately um, but I didn't want to let anyone down and not and, and miss the podcast so sorry it's taken just a little bit longer um word of the week my dun, 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 new word of the week this week i nearly chose a bailiwick for the b but i i do like that word and i didn't realize that bailiwick was an actual word it's quite funny because um anyone else that has young children prefer you know not preferably girls oh, see that's awful that's migraine that's just giving me the completely wrong random word um i can't think of the right word now um probably girls was where i was going i think something along those lines i can't think what the word is anyway um sophia the first you're more likely to be watching sophia the first if you have a girl than a boy is where i'm trying to go <clears throat> Uh, Sophia the first um, my daughter has always liked her and you have a bailiwick in there but I didn't realize it was an actual real word as opposed to it's been used for a name so that's quite quite good um, but the word I'm going to choose this week is pretty much how uh, my brain is feeling today balderdash I really like that word just um, idle senseless talk that's pretty much what's happened today <laughs> so, um, balderdash it's just it's a proper British word that one, isn't it? Balderdash. I don't know if um do you, does anybody else say it in their country? I don't know. Uh, one of the things I wanted to specify, say, not specify. I wanted to say this week was to thank you to all of the listeners that have have been tuning in. I'm up to 99 plays so far. So hopefully, I'll get just over 100 now. Um, fingers crossed. If anybody else wants to carry on listening. And it's really great that so many of you have tuned in. I really do recommend going back and listening to the other ones uh, where you can get a sense of how our family works and the different things that we do every day and each week and the topsy-turvy life that we lead. Because um, I've noticed there's some quite big inconsistencies with the numbers. So one play will have 25 on another will only have four or five so i don't understand how that works um whether it's because people tune in for the subject matter that i've written down um i don't know so i was still trying to work on how the statistics go uh but i also noticed that i've picked up a listener from south korea now so that's absolutely amazing i can't believe how widespread from america all the way through to south korea it's absolutely stunning I, I would never have even guessed that i could have had 
people from all over the world. I just assumed I'd have people from England because I'm English. I, I didn't actually figure anything else. Um, you will possibly be happy to know that uh, because I use the Anchor podcast um, to do the to do the recordings and to um, show them to you, they they have a little button on there where you can see the statistics or the locations of everything. And they include that everybody that is listening is from earth. So just, just, you know, just in case you wanted to know if anyone was from Pluto or Venus or Mars, everybody is from earth. So that's really good. I really like it. Um, the last thing I was going to discuss this week is Alex, uh, got onto the school council. I can't remember if I mentioned that last week or not, um, but he is now a member of the school council and I was so proud of him because he really wanted to be and he is. And one of the things that we uh, he needs to do at the council was they want to support a charity of some description. Uh, I can't remember how it actually went. But basically, we were looking at, or what he wanted to do, or is he suggested that maybe they should look at tigers, um, somehow supporting tigers, which I think is a, a fabulous idea. <clears throat> so what I've said to him is to, what about suggesting Thrigby Hall Wildlife Park? Now, I will just point out that I, I do mention lots of different people and lots of different companies and lots of other um artists and different things going on all the time i don't get any endorsements from anybody this is just because i'm interested in the subjects or i think it might be useful to people there is there there is no ulterior motive behind anything i only mention people because i feel like they deserve to be mentioned um just to clear just to clarify that uh so thrigby hall is um, this lovely tiny wildlife park uh, in this super tiny village called Thrigby in Norfolk. And they've been there since I can always remember. And they have both tigers and armor leopards. So I suggested to Alex that maybe that would be a good place for him to work on his ideas for the school council. So he has uh, we've researched them and had a look and we've sent some photographs over to the school or some links over to the school. And then it brought me to oh, that fabulous photograph of the year by Sergei Gorshikov. Um, oh, isn't it stunning? Uh, anyone that hasn't seen it, this amazing man, Sergei, um, spent I think it was about a year. I'm just trying to quickly, briefly look on this information that I've got here. Ten months, yeah. Ten months dedication trying to take a photograph of a tiger in its wild habitat. And of the the picture that he managed to get was the tiger embracing a tree. And it is just amazing. So beautiful so serene and how people can hurt these animals I have no idea I know that they can be very dangerous obviously and I do understand from people who live in those areas I've seen a program before where um people uh, the the locals are going out to collect honey 
think it's in India in this this case, if I remember rightly, going out to collect wild honey, which is a dangerous dangerous enough job as it is, but actually there are tigers there too, so it becomes an even more dangerous job. So I really do understand that that must be so difficult, and over the years they would have been hunted for that because they're so dangerous to those trying to survive and trying to you know create a business so that they can live i can understand from that perspective why things may have happened in the past but knowing now that these animals are so endangered you know we surely we must be thinking how we can stop all of this and it's just so sad that people just want to hurt everybody, you know, all the creatures. And it's just, it's just so sad that humans have decided that they're better than everybody else or every other creature and that therefore they should uh, have free reign over the world and do whatever they feel to it because... I mean, look at all of this instance with climate change and everything else. We've got so many people that don't want to even admit that it, it is a thing. I, I try not to get into the politics of anything. Um, I try to try and stay as in, impartial in my podcast as I, I kind of can. I do have really strong views on certain things. So, I, I you know, I try not to... I'm not going to get into proper politics or anything like that because that's just, oh, it's just too, it's too much of a, a difficult one to get into. But with things like animal welfare and that kind of thing, I, you know, I will dabble in and out. Um, but anyway, th I think that will pretty much do for today. I feel like there was something else I was going to say and I, I can't think what it was. That, that my migraines really scrambled my head today. Um, so basically I wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody that's been listening. Um, it's really appreciated. Ah, oh, yes, there was one more thing I've remembered finally. Um, uh, please remember that I am auctioning off one of my eggs. I have made a poppy day, um, lest we forget 2020 egg and it's a goose egg it's all hand painted in gouache and then it's uh, varnished and then I've upcycled a tin which is decorated to match the egg and I'm going to be auctioning it off. The only costs that will uh, be taken out of it are the carriage costs and eBay's fees. Every other penny will be going to the Royal British Legion I won't be taking anything from my time. I won't be taking anything from my materials. Um, and what I'm really aiming for is to raise £250. If I was, when I make these eggs, I don't make a profit on them. Um, this particular one took me weeks. And if I allow for the, <coughs> excuse me, the amount of hours that I put into it, minimum wage would dictate that I need to charge at least £250 and that's before materials costs etc so I would like to raise £250 to um, give to the Royal British Legion um, as my way of saying thank you for everything that they do to help people 
uh, that are affected by the wars, etc. Um, and it, the listing will be through eBay. I've chosen that because it's an auction site, obviously. Um, and also the donation part can go straight through to the charity. So what I've had to do is I've had to put it down as 80% donation because I need to cover the costs of the carriage and uh, and the fees. So I've had to put it down as 80%. And anything that doesn't, if I make more money than uh, what those fees costs, that money will also be gifted to the charity and then I will put a confirmation note up on my website to show that all of the money has gone. So you will all know that it's definitely gone there. I would like, um, if anybody can, to help me spread the news that I am doing this because I don't have anybody, any contacts that have money that would like to buy it. I'm really struggling to get the get it out there that this will be up for auction. It goes up on the 1st of November and it finishes poignantly on the 11th of November. Uh, so anybody that could help me with that would be fabulous. Um, the links are all on my sites, the Facebook one, um, Instagram, and Twitter. I've got them on all of those. I, again, I haven't got it all on the website. I haven't been on there for a while. I've got to get that up again and carry on with that but it's like I said everything just takes so much time and it's trying to what mental powers I have to be able to do everything um you know websites are quite complex to to create and when you've got a migraine your head just doesn't work and when you're working at one two o'clock in the morning it doesn't always work then either so yeah so I would really love um for that to to be sold for as much as it possibly can so anyone that can help to get the word out would be brilliant and obviously if you want to bid on it that would be super too um thanks so much for listening sorry it's a bit of a jumbled one we will yeah i'll try to do a better one next week hopefully i won't have a migraine and my brain won't be scrambled uh like i said if anyone wants to know more about the pda or anything else that I discuss, I do try to pop the links up on my website. I will try to get them all up by tomorrow for you. Um, that's cjscrafts.co.uk. That's cjscrafts.co.uk. And my email is cjscrafts2019 at outlook.com. cjscrafts2019 at outlook.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook thanks ever so much for listening do feel free to contact me if you want me to discuss anything in particular that we haven't talked about or if there's uh anything else if you know want me to discuss an artist or anything else i'm more than happy to have a look at anything uh everything interests me really as long as it's not engineering not very not very good with engineering <laughs> so um uh, thanks ever so much um and uh thanks uh, to all of my listeners and I'll see you later. Bye.